Liam Cohen was officially introduced as offensive coordinator, and he spoke with the media on Tuesday. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is Evan Klosky at Klosky. WTSP. We are your credentialed members of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. Evan is on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10 Tampa Bay.com. And, uh, you know, you can join the show Monday through Friday along with our everydayers. And for that, I want to share my appreciation for your continued support of the show. One of the ways you can support the show is become a Locked On Bucks insider. You're going to get news, rumors, updates, and just general thoughts, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Bucks to become an insider today. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepix.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $1. $100. Some interesting takeaways from Liam Cohen's press conference on Tuesday. And uh, we break out Evan's crystal ball one more time this season. That's all coming up in just a little bit. But Evan, the news of the hiring came down since the last time you and I spoke on this show. So I want to get your thoughts on the hire of Liam Cohen as offensive coordinator and what you think he can do for this Buccaneers offense. You know, entering, and you can even go back to the last podcast, I think I said something along the lines of, you know, I, I really don't see a home run hire, uh, and, and I kind of gave my list of people that I was kind of leaning towards as being a win. Liam Cohen was not in the atmosphere of uh, of names. I think that was on purpose when I spoke with him. He said that he was actually in the running for the Chicago Bears job, too. But I'm sure because of his recruiting interests and being a Kentucky, he kept that on the low, low. So, you know, even, you know, Rick Stroud was the one that reported Liam Cohen getting interviewed. And that was kind of, you know, hush, hush, really kind of mm-hmm. snuck in under the radar. So I would say this is probably as good as they were going to do. Uh, I think this is a, a pretty strong hire for a lot of reasons. One, uh, it's it really is as close to Dave as you're going to find. And not that you're not that the Buccaneers need a carbon copy of Dave Canales. What you want to do is build upon what you were doing last year. And what Dave likes to do schematically and big picture wise, marrying the run with the pass, finding out what you do well, put it, you know, put that in a few different formations and motions and call it good, right? That That's what Liam Cohen's going to do. And and he's going to have his own wrinkles to it. You know, I'm sure he's going to do a little bit more in the rushing game to get that going. Uh, you know, uh, there, there are other things we're going to talk about, uh, which I don't want to give away. But uh, this, this is what you were hoping for. And it's very clear the Buccaneers were looking for someone who 
can work with Baker Mayfield, kind of a, ex, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Exploit, exploit the positives similar to, similarly to what uh, Dave did last year. Really just continue to build on that foundation and hopefully keep Baker in some sort of continuity moving forward. Multiple times during that press conference, he said, like, I can't wait to coach Baker. Well, maybe, you know, potentially it was just, it was kind of a foregone conclusion. He was going to, that's the way that it came off. It was a foregone conclusion that Baker's coming back. That was one of the biggest takeaways from that press conference. But yeah, I mean, as, as far as the hire itself, I would say I feel more confident about this hire upon press conference day than I did about Dave Canales a year ago when they introduced him as EOC. And I love that press conference too. Nothing against Dave. I'm just saying I, I knew nothing about Dave. And at least Liam, being a first-time NFL play caller as well, he does have a couple of years of calling plays underneath his belt at the collegiate level with Kentucky. Yeah, well, and, and you kind of mentioned it. The next thing that I wanted to talk about was one of the first things out of Liam Cohen's mouth. And, and to me, it seemed like a little bit of a slip of the tongue. And, and I was curious your thoughts, but uh, for those that didn't see it, the quote was, this was a no-brainer for me. I mean, the opportunity to work with Baker to get back with him potentially. Um, and, and so I was I was kind of curious if you felt that that was telling of the fact that the Bucks are going to make sure that Baker is back and potentially one of the biggest re reasons that, that Cohen was their guy. I, I mentioned earlier this week that I went from about 95-ish percent sure that Baker was going to be back to about 99.99 percent sure uh, after this hire. So was to you, was was that a little bit of a of a slip of, you know, Baker's Baker's back? Yeah, I don't know if it's like a slip in the sense of like a deal is done. Uh, I just think it, it it's no secret. It's what we've been talking about. You bring in, you know, Jake Peets, Alex Van Pelt. Um, you bring in, there were a handful of guys who came from similar type of systems and philosophies to what Dave Canales brought here. There were a lot of ties. Now, they brought in some other guys, which I think is important to hear different thoughts, ideas, whatever. But it was a foregone conclusion that they wanted someone who was going to implement similar things to Dave, which is going to help out Baker because it's the offense he likes to run. Not to mention Baker and Orlando mentioning, yeah, the Bucks have texted me asking me about guys. Do you like this guy? What are your thoughts on him? Uh, and then to hire Liam Cohen, who Baker was a fan of, mentioned that in Orlando as well. To hire him, a guy who directly worked with the man, and then the, the multitude of times he repeated working with Baker, potentially, it, it, it's, it's going to happen. I would be shocked, shocked if Baker Mayfield is not the quarterback of the Buccaneers next season and, uh, and at least a season beyond that. So whatever they got to do, they're going to work it out. It's, you know, I don't even think there's really a market out there for, for Baker in this. Like, I'm sure people would like Baker. My um, guess is another team's going to have to really flirt with overpaying for him to really scare the Buccaneers away. And no one's paying Baker $40 million per. So yeah. 
So that's not happening. And, you know, I think that 30, $35 million range, depending on, on how long the deal is going to go for, because you got to remember the salary cap is going to go up in the future. So there is an element that signing 30 to 35 million today ain't going to look too bad tomorrow when that cap goes up uh, and, and assuming he continues to grow. So, yeah, I, I mean, Baker Mayfield almost certainly will be the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season coming up and uh, will cross the, the bridge of him going elsewhere when we have to, because we should all operate under the impression that Baker's going to be here. Yeah. Well, and, and I've heard that $40 million thrown around. In fact, there was somebody that commented uh, on one of the videos talking about how, you know, it's crazy that Baker wants that much. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You got to remember, these are the, national pundits throwing that number out baker's not asking for 40 million people are just saying that that's what his potential market value is i'm with you i think it's closer to the 30 range than the 40 range but it's you never know and let me say this as a warning to all fans out there during this time and it's not just about buccaneers it's about anybody you listen to when you hear about Mm -hmm. they could fetch this amount of money you got to remember where they're getting that information from This is the time where a lot of the inside national reporters make their dough with their connects, right? This is where they help them out. And I I, I hate to, you know, open up the, the, the curtain for you. It's a little quid pro quo, you know, that's, that's how you get some of the information, uh, you know, for some people, other, uh, other don't need to do that, but that you do see that happen. Exactly. All right. Well, we got more from Liam Cohen's introductory press conference. That is coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash is at halftime. That's ordering time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That's your cue to order in. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. I know with my kids' crazy schedules, there's a lot of eating on the run, and sometimes I'll place a DoorDash order as we're leaving the ice rink or the basketball court so that our dinner is waiting for us right there on the porch when we pull in the driveway. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything that you need to get game day ready. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D, the number two, the number three, subject to change, terms apply. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Testing my skills on the Prize Picks app this football season has been the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 
with just a few taps. Price Picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. For the big game, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey to have more than 90 and a half rushing yards, more than 36 and a half receiving yards, Travis Kelsey more than 49 and a half receiving yards, Isaiah Pacheco more than 0.5 total touchdowns, and George Kittle less than 0.5 total touchdowns. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes, makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL all one word all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener review every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. One of the things that I really liked hearing uh, from Cohen was about his players over plays mentality. I, I kind of really like that that mentality. However, I, I plucked one of his quotes and I'm curious your opinion. He said, quote, I was taught in times of crisis, you think players, not plays. It's not about what maybe I like or the play that I might like the most, but what is going to get the ball into our best players' hands? What can our guys execute at a high level, be able to do, uh, be able to go do and have confidence in? Also, in the back of my call sheet, I have a player box for multiple players. Ultimately, we want to get the ball in their hands right now. No questions asked. The coverage is not going to change. It's not going to matter what happens. The ball is going to their hands right now, end quote. So first, I, I love the idea of, hey, how about you let your playmakers make plays? That's what they're there to do. I love the idea of each player getting a dedicated box on his call sheet saying, we need to get this guy going. Let's go to this play. But devil's advocate here, this could also be a recipe for some struggles, especially with a quarterback like Baker that tends to take some risks. If you're trying to force the issue of getting the ball into one specific player rather than taking what the defense gives you, that to me could be a little problematic. Yeah, and – and um I, I think that's a, a good read on the situation. Um, you know, I've had a couple of conversations ab about that quote. And be because, you know, th this fan base has been scarred a little bit from uh, from the Byron Leftwich days. And, you know, we're great when you have the elite talent, right? I mean, and, and technically speaking, if you have Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, Rashad White. Rashad White, who he spoke glowingly about, and I really – you know, I've been banging a drum for that guy to be involved more in the passing game. I loved what mm -hmm. Liam Cohen had to say. Fantasy owners out there, you might want to listen up. Rashad White, price going up. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really tough to assess that quote until we see the application version of it, right? Is that just gobbledygook Fair. for I like this play with this person? And it's still play scheming up. It's still, 
it's still a good design. It's just to this person, right? Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to see like, oh man, just we have to have it. Go ball, Mike, Mike Evans into double coverage, right? Uh, and chuck it there, no matter what. So I, I just don't know how much to read into it, and I don't have a good feel yet for the Liam Cohen song and dance, right? Um, Dave Canales was was pretty transparent at the podium. You you pretty much can take what is given to you. He'll he'll give you as much as he can. And he gave you some insight into those decisions. Todd Bowles, much different. He's not going to give you really anything under the hood. So whatever he says, sometimes it's just a bunch of, you know, pull it out of page seven of my list of quotes. And here you go. Um so yeah, I, I I do I can see the win and I can see the loss in a strategy like that. But as long as it's just a small element of your overall scheme, I cannot imagine that this was something that he developed on his own. I have to imagine it's something that comes from the the Sean McVay tree, even you know, his his parents or grandparents, uh it, you know, his 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 dad or uh grandpa who also uh, he comes from a coaching family. So I have to imagine that sort of thinking is something that's been developed over time. And I think it goes, he mentioned like Wandell Robinson when he was at Kentucky, right? In college, I think you get a little bit more away with stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. Wandell against a lot of opponents in college. Well, he's going he's gonna to crush him. So where where is he? get him the ball. We can't go wrong. He's that good. In the NFL, as much as like Mike Evans is a Hall of Famer, he's going to get shut down some games because teams are just not going to allow it. There's NFL talent on the other side. They have good players too. And it's not going to just be like, you know, I mean, he had, Coop, you know, he, he worked with Cooper Cup, who was unguardable for a stretch there. He worked with, uh, it, Sorry, he didn't work with, uh, you know, we watched Justin Jefferson, who for the most part can get whatever he wants. Mike Evans isn't quite like those guys at their peak. You know, Mike Evans is one of those dudes, though, when the defense gives it to you, feed him because he he has the, you know, there's going to be like five to six games a year where Mike Evans just pops off. And then there's Mm going to be like four games a year where Mike Evans is getting less than 50 yards. Right. So we kind of understand that and i just i just want to see how he is implementing this stuff so let's remember that quote let's go back to it in like week 3 of the 2024 season and i think we'll start understanding it a little bit more and and i'm going to be saying that a lot just like with dave right dave uh, when he came in, there were some things and thoughts that we liked. We liked the foundation. We liked the bones of the offense. Uh, but he was stubborn in some regards. Halfway through the season, he, he reinvented the rushing attack, found out what was better, and then things opened up a little bit. Uh, it was it was certainly better in the back half than it was the first half. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Dave also liked to run constantly on second and long, and that was his thing. So, you know, there, there are – tendencies that you just have to pick up and 
Liam's going to have to also go through some growing pains as an NFL play caller. I'm sure he's going to go in his bag for a little bit, and I'm sure team's going to figure him out. That's just the way it works. It happened with Dave. Came out hot. Week six, hey, we got a book on you. What are you going to do to adjust now? And that's that's really how you become a great coach in the league is proving that you can figure those um, those tinkers out when when the defensive mind across the field uh, has a good has a good beat on you. It is Vegas edition crystal ball time that is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who is unbiased in your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking the same thing this week. This whole new offensive coordinator every year for the last three years things, it, it slings a lot of questions towards the Buccaneers this offseason, and it's hard to know what direction they'll try to go versus what direction they will end up going. Will Baker be back? What about Antoine? And could we really have seen the last game Mike Evans plays in a Buccaneer uniform? Unanswered questions can lead to unwanted stress that may boil over into some other areas of your life. Therapy can be different for everyone, and most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams, and it's important to get things off our chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule, and they will line you up with a licensed therapist, and you can change therapists at any time, no questions asked. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks. And Super Bowl 58 is this weekend, so it's time for Evan to bust out that crystal ball of his one last time this season and talk about the big game. So, Evan, you know how this goes. Let's start things off with your bold prediction. Did we revisit how I did in Detroit? Um, uh, we didn't, and that uh, that information is long gone. I know that I picked the Bucks to win. Both you and David picked the Lions, so I was the one with egg on my face for that one. Um, well, and unfortunately for James, the twenty and zero season again falls a bit short. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I think well, is it twenty and zero, or they had to go twenty one and zero? Right, they had to go. I 18, I think I predicted 19, them 20, 20, 20. They have to go twenty two and zero. Got it. I think I predicted a ten and six or an eleven and five finish for them this year. Well, Tristan Wirfs did twelve and five, so you know what? He wasn't bad. He, he was closer than I was. I'll say that. Um, so, my bold prediction: Christian McCaffrey under ninety scrimmage yards. That doesn't happen too often. I had to double check that to make sure that was actually a bold prediction. I think it's only happened. Uh, well. 90, I think, has only happened twice this season. I think there was one game he had like 96. Then there was a commander's game at the end of the year that was like something around that number. So Christian McCaffrey, less than 90 scrimmage yards. That flies right in the face of my prize picks. Picks. Just, you know, uh, 
Now he still might get two tutties because, you know, the goal line carries is going to get, but. I mean, I just, you know, I, I said earlier in the show during during price picks that I have him going for more than 90 and a half rushing yards and more than 36 and a half receiving yards. So uh, we will we will revisit this okay. next week uh, or actually we'll probably talk about it on on Sunday during the game. But that is that is quite bold. And that right there tells me that uh, you're probably picking the Chiefs to win this one. But we'll, we'll get there in a moment. Who is your predictive player of the game since it's apparently not Christian McCaffrey. My player of the game is going to be the other running back, Isaiah Pacheco. If there is Ooh. a weak if there is a weakness on this can uh, on the San Francisco defense, it's really defending the run. I think that the Chiefs can ground and pound their way uh to a victory in Super Bowl 58, which Airs on 10 Tampa Bay. Um, CBS, if you're not in market. I just, um, yeah, I, I think they need to run, run, run. That's that's sort of my feel on on how the Chiefs are going to win this thing. Everyone's going to talk about Kelsey. They're going to talk about Mahomes. Nah, give me, give me the angry toad. Isaiah Pacheco. Are, are Shout the out I'm going to say, I don't think the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl that Nance and Romo have called. Because I think um, out of all their Super Bowl appearances, okay. the only one that Nance and Romo did was against the Bucks. Well, yeah, somebody fact-check me. 50, Fifty-five was definitely a CBS game. Yeah, and that would mean that fifty-four was not. Um, and then, and then last year was not. Yep. So, so yeah. Just saying. All right. So Christian McCaffrey is going to have a rough day. Isaiah Pacheco is going to go ballistic. Uh, are we predicting that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey win yet another Super Bowl here? I do. I, uh, man, I just, I don't like the fact that they're underdogs. Like, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> I and whatever the numbers spit out, I'm not. I'm not doubting the, the the line. I think the line's actually correct. I just, man, listening to listening to Kelsey, listening to Mahomes, this lead up this entire playoff series, I just feel like they got that. Sw they they got that chip. Like, oh, mm -hmm. you guys are doubting us. Oh, you don't think we can win on the road? Oh, you think we're gonna lose to the Ravens? Oh, here we are. You're still betting against us. Oh, you're booing against it. It just you know, when I hear stuff from Travis Kelsey being like, I've never wanted to win a Super Bowl as bad as this one. Um, when Mahomes is kind of like, hey, you know, I told the I told the guys I'll bring everyone back to Vegas to celebrate. But this is a business trip. You know, there's um, I just think there's a, a focus level on this team that they're just not going to be denied. And the defense is that good. So I'm going Kansas City Chiefs 23, San Francisco 49ers 20. Uh, it's the fourth time that head coaches have had a rematch in a Super Bowl. And the head coach that won the first match won the second one the previous three times. So I think Andy Reid gets another Super Bowl and maybe, just maybe, he sails off into the sunset. And maybe Kelsey does too. 
and that's exactly what I was about to say. I was going to drop my super spicy, bold prediction that I've been talking about since the day after Championship Sunday. Chiefs win. Kelsey proposes and then retires so that he and Jason go to the Hall of Fame together. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to propose at the Super Bowl. Uh, just saying. Like, I just feel like that that might be a little tacky. I mean, it would be great PR. I don't think they need more of it, but um, I I've had that belief for a while. This was yeah. not a this was not a good season for Travis Kelsey. The injuries added up. He did not look like himself. I mean, Andy Reid really put him in this BS little chip, just run up, run a two yard route and be a safety valve like for half the season. And now they've kind of opened up the, the floodgates and been like, bro, it's the playoffs. Just let it all loose. And Kelsey, of course, is proving that he's still, you know, one of the best tight ends to ever do it, if not the best. But, yeah, I can see if they win it. Like, his body is pretty yeah. shot. So, I mean, this was really like – this was kind of the first year where I was like, Travis is getting close to cooked. And – you know, yeah, I, and 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 it, let's remember, it's not like Gronkowski was really that cooked when he retired either. But the these guys, they take a beating in the trenches. Yeah. Not only do they have to take a beating blocking, they got to take a beating catching. So I agree with you in that spicy take. I, I would not be surprised that him and Jason sail off into the sunset. So. Like, that would just be the coolest thing ever, honestly. If you get inducted into the Hall of Fame with your brother, like, it doesn't get any better than that. But before we get out of here, Evan, uh, I have two more quick uh, prediction questions for you. What is the first song that Usher is performing during the halftime show? Um, yeah. Which leads into the next one. Do we get a ludicrous cameo? Yeah. Luda, I'll let you, boy. All right. With that, we are going to get out of here. I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube. Make sure that you are following on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at Eklosky, WTSP. Become a Locked On Bucks insider. Go to jointsubtext.com slash locked on bucks make sure you are checking out everything that i'm doing over at bucksnation.com check out evan on 10 tampa bay and at 10 tampa bay.com hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy fire the cannons thank you so much for joining us right here on locked on bucks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day 